What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. All right, ready? Ready. Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard, former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the flannel wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Hiya. Schön, dass ihr da seid. Welcome to Fleur and Bill's home base, our little Shell Cottage, on the outskirts of Tinworth. <laughs> There we go. Right back in. Yeah, so this is the fourth episode of Shell Cottage Radio in which we will discuss part one of The Crimes of Grindelwald, which is the second movie of the Fantastic Beasts series. Before we get started, how are you, sweetie? You know, we haven't even worked out yet today and I'm already sweating. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I don't know why. I just thought about that. Isn't that crazy? Like... Prior to hitting record and us going live, I'm like, I'm fine, you know? And then we hit record and instantly my body is profusely sweating. I don't understand it. Me too. And you're the professional. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it's just because I'm sitting across from, again, the fascination of fourth year. You know what I'm saying? It's going to rub. I would say we open up a window, but, you know, the last time we did that, and we can do it again. It's like Motorcycle City, you know what I mean? True. When we open it up, for some reason, the Harley Davidsons come out, and they're just all blaring down the road, and that's all you can hear is just cars and motorcycles, and it'd be cool if it was like Hagrid's, you know, like like mo- mo- <laughs> motorbike, that'd be fine, right? Uh, but it's not, unfortunately. We should say that it is, though. I think we should we just kind of make that a, a thing. So if you guys hear that in the future, just know it's Hagrid uh, flying by, right, on his motorbike. But uh, anyways, no, uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. Uh, happy to be doing this. We have a, a big, another big theory at the end of this. And I feel like I got to oh, pull yeah. that other one we did last time out and make that a separate YouTube video. Still haven't done that. And we're going to do the same thing with this one because some major cool stuff with uh, a fella, a seer, a seer named Tycho at the end. I'm excited because you just told me about it. You read about it and I have no clue, so I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope it makes sense and I hope it's just it's a short one, but I mean stick around for the end and you guys can can hear that. It'll be a lot of fun, I hope. So, uh sweetie, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm awesome. <laughs> is that how is that how you say it? <laughs> Does that sound like I say I'm awesome, like I'm really really cool or does it sound like I feel awesome? 
Uh, well, now <laughs> I can't. I can't hear it any other way than like I'm awesome. <laughs> no, no. I just wanted to say that I'm. I'm great. Um, yeah. I just wanted to tell real quick before we start a, a little story about yesterday's walk. So. We love to go on walks after we eat dinner just because it makes you feel so much better after, yep. you know, like after you had a lot to eat. And we do stick most of the time we stick to, you know, food that's on the healthier side, I would say. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But still, like you eat, we love to eat a lot of food and we just, you know, we like to go on a walk after so we feel better and we spend time outside and together and we talk we talk a lot yeah um but yesterday i did not talk a lot and let me tell you it was great because bill is the best storyteller in the whole world <laughs> and he started on this rant about Bob Lazar. I can't believe we're saying this out loud. Unexplainable <laughs> sightings, technology around Area 51. I don't want to say the word aliens because people immediately think, oh, okay, this is all like, you got mm-hmm. me hooked on this. And we were walking for an hour, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I probably said like 10 words during that hour because i was hanging on your lips on every single word Mm -hmm. um yeah that you were telling me about this and that uh strange ranch uh what is it called again skinwalker ranch skinwalker ranch (laughs) so crazy stuff happening there um yeah i couldn't believe it and now i'm i'm intrigued i'm i'm what what do you say you're i'm intrigued yeah, you're yeah. yeah, yeah, you're intrigued. You want to learn. You want to know more. I want to yeah. learn more about that right. because yeah, you know yeah. we we all like it's so exciting and and that guy uh, Bob Lazar he seems like a sane and intelligent person uh-huh. and yeah. I started listening today to um uh, he he was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast yeah, yeah and I listened to the episode and the way like every question. Rogan asks like the way he answers it and and the details he gives about his work life back then in his 20s there um and what they did and what they found and it just sounds it all yeah like I feel like he can't make that up yeah so it's yeah. super interesting <laughs> I love that you brought this up because there are some people out there going who what yeah, you know what I mean. No, I mean like Google it's, him. <laughs> I'm 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 glad you brought it up because it's one of those things that I didn't want to have to bring it up. You know, it's 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 like I it's like it's, it's one of those like don't tempt me, Frodo. You know what I mean? Like you start talking about it, I'm just gonna like unwind and I just know. unleash, and and we'll spend an hour talking on it. But uh, no, it was fun. Here's the thing. I think the I think the the point to that. Now you said that actually after we were done walking, which was so kind of you. Um, but I. Uh, I think when you're passionate about something, you want to tell a story. You want to get it hyped. You you want to you want to sell it to somebody yeah. else or whatever. And that's why I enjoy being a teacher. I enjoy uh, talking through things. And now people are putting two and two together. They're saying, "I hope he's not teaching kids about this in school." You know what I mean? Like this like, <laughs> no. aliens yeah, and stuff. No. You know. Uh, but no, I think it's fun. I'm into sci-fi. I'm into fantasy. I'm into witches and wizards. You know. Right. So for me, it's just like, why not? Let's go explore this. Let's let's go crazy here. I mean, I don't know. I just think that the tinfoil. Uh, theories and the, all that. I don't go way super. Some people go way too far with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I just like to be curious and ask questions yes. and watch documentaries and yeah. and uh, see what people are saying out there. So right. yeah, that was fun. That was fun. We had a nice long walk and we just chatted about it. And I told you at the end, I'm like, that's why I like podcasting. I can just talk. Oh yeah, I know. You know, 
And ironically, and I've said this on other projects and in different places, uh, I consider myself a good listener, but I, I don't know. I listen all the time, and I like to see. I think a part of being a podcaster is also listening to the person you're you're talking to. You know, oh, definitely, yes, I, yeah. And so I, I feel like I want to hear what you have to say, your thoughts about it, and then engage with you on it, um, and then kind of expand on your points or, or whatever, add to them if I can, or just say they're freaking awesome. You know, <laughs> so anyway, thank you, sweetie. Though that's super nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, one more question. Why did you type in our doc that it, this is going to be the title of this episode hanging on your lips? It's not that, <laughs> is, is, that's, <laughs> I hope somebody else laughed at that. That's not was, how you say it. It's uh, hanging on your words, right? Your <laughs> words. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, guess what? I'm also sometimes. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, I'm <laughs> not going to deny that. <laughs> that's so funny. But, okay. I that's mean, funny. Now See, I'm I learned sweating. something. Now I'm sweating. That's the second time you said it in two days. So I was just <laughs> <No>. like, because <laughs> yesterday on the walk, you finished and you're just like, oh, I was just hanging on your lips. <laughs> and I was like, really? Cause, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. So Is cute. that a German saying? I'm trying it's, to think. It's cute. It might be. That's probably. We don't say that in German. Why did I say that? Well, it, because it's not, you're hanging on and you're thinking of mouth. You're thinking yeah. of voice or every word or and whatever. Every yeah. Word, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. <laughs> That's really funny. I there's a show. Okay, there's a show I used to watch called True Blood. I can't believe I'm admitting to this, and I'm not recommending that anyone under the age of 18 go watch. This is an HBO show. It just had mature content. It was it was a fine show. It just had you know it's vampires and stuff, right? So it gets a little Ooh. there's some blood and stuff and and bad language or whatever. But um, in that show, there's a character who does exactly kind of what you did there, which is like except for he's he's a, a native speaker. And should know more of those like sayings or whatever, <laughs> and he always mixes them up slightly. And my sister, um, her husband Dan, mm-hmm. of, of, often says that like she and I mix up those sayings, like things that are like classic. I'm trying to even think what they are. I don't even know, like old wives' tales or something, or just yeah. kind of your classic, like it's it's raining cats and dogs, right? Or something. okay, yeah. Uh, but we mess it up sometimes. I, I don't know. It's so. What is raining? Hold on. Here we're gonna do this. Cats and dogs. There's a word for it in English, and I should I should know what it is. It's it's a type of phrase. Someone's gonna say something to me about it. An idiom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's called it's it's an idiom. So yeah. Uh, when you mix those up, I think it's kind of funny. And, and in this show, he mixed them up all the time, and it was it was hilarious. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. So anytime somebody does that, it's like it's like super close, but you're off by one word, or you've you've slightly switched the idiom around yeah. and it still is like huh you know what it, you know the person's going for but to hear them slightly mix it up is funny uh, so. yeah okay please if i do that in the future and i definitely will um oh yeah that's okay please let me know or like just give me a hint or just laugh because then i will know and i want to learn yeah. you know and it's i don't even like no i knew that wouldn't feel make bad you. But no it's funny that one is funny and there's no <laughs> that's the thing too i i, I you know the spirit it, our the, our spirit here um at Shell Cottage, is that we don't know everything. We don't like, we just, we just, I don't know, we like to hype stuff. We enjoy things. We enjoy talking and conversation and, and, and things. I've never, especially being a teacher, again, I have students who miss say things all the time, right? They get questions right. wrong all the time. And um, you're the Ravenclaw. 
You're super. You're, I think oh, you're yeah. super intelligent, uh, super smart. That is like a but thing. But a big misconception that people think Ravenclaws yes, know everything, right? I know. And it's it's anxiety-inducing. Indu- inducing. Like, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Asking you for the right words. But it is like, yeah. I just want to ask you guys, to all the Ravenclaws out there, do you sometimes feel like you should know everything and you feel bad because you don't? Like I, most of the time, I think like I would be like Neville stuck outside the yeah. um the common room because I couldn't solve all the riddles and yeah yeah so I always thought about that if I uh, yeah yeah no I think I think it is kind of one of the because the same thing with with Hufflepuffs where people are like oh just because you're a Hufflepuff you like to eat food or yeah maybe you're you're not the hardest worker or something like puffs really the play puffs if you haven't had a chance to see that. It exaggerates the oh, Hufflepuff it's house. It's so good. I'm so glad you showed it to me. And it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. We will uh, definitely watch. Like do a re-watch. A re-watch. <laughs> yeah, you have to like stop on that right yeah. there. Yeah. Of, of it, which would be cool. Um, by the way, uh, some common idioms for you guys. Here we go. Every cloud has a silver lining. There you go. There's one. Good things come after bad things is, is what it means. Mm-hmm. So people might say that every cloud has a silver lining. What does that mean? So a cloud, right? Uh, good things come after bad things. It's just things are hidden in the, in the cloud, sort of, right? Right. Um, let's see. Get a taste of your own medicine. Get treated mm. the way you've yeah. been treating others. Uh, let's see. Give someone the cold shoulder mm-hmm. to ignore someone, right? So not literally yeah. your shoulder's not actually cold. So it's just kind of funny and i love when people accidentally <laughs> or like intentionally distort those and mess them up you know oh it will happen sweetie i just think you know you know to give someone what's it mean to give someone the hot shoulder <laughs> i don't think that's like showing a little uh, skin isn't it you know it's probably like showing a little shoulder on the show you know? <laughs> don't do that sweetie um I'll, I'll do it i'll do it i know people want to you know the hot shoulder i'll just give it to them. <laughs> kidding um no so anyway yeah just um we don't we don't get everything right, and I think it's fun just to kind of, you know, learn from each other. Actually, in this episode, we had a lot of questions like, "Who is this? Who is this person? Mm-hmm. Who is that person?" Mm-hmm. Um, just because I hadn't seen this film in a long time, so I'm really glad we did a rewatch of it. Me too. I'm enjoying the rewatches so much because I think I said it last episode. I'm the person who misses a lot of details when I watch a movie just once or the first time, and yeah, now all the dots are connecting and yeah i feel like i, I learned so much during the rewatches. yeah 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 for sure this is gonna be a good one so awesome anyway all right sweetie yeah. i think it's time to move on to our quote quiz right. of the day <laughs> that was good no i i was trying to think i'm trying to get ready for the potter watch jingle <laughs> get hyped and, yeah i get hyped so we gotta why aren't we hyping the quote quiz <laughs> you know yeah, so um, today's quote, and I'm pretty confident that you know that one right away. Okay, give it to me. We have a very different idea of what disgraces the name of wizards. This is great. This is, by the way, one of my favorite, favorite characters. I love Professor McGonagall. Um, people are like, oh, you messed it up. No, no, I, <laughs> I lo- she is my favorite character. But I would say Arthur Weasley Your dad! Is- yeah, is also um, like my second favorite character. He is and then there's Ron. awesome. He's awesome. So Arthur Weasley said that. That's a great moment. Does he? Say, I wonder if he. Yeah, he says that. I know he says that. In the well, film. he actually says um, Malfoy at the end. But I thought, okay, yeah. to yeah, yeah. not give it away 
right away, but you right. you still knew it right away. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, we have a very different idea mm-hmm. of what disgraces the name of Wizards. Right. And I thought it, it was fitting to this episode because this movie is a lot about picking sides or not picking sides, uh, which we'll talk about later. But yeah. Yeah. And he, um, you have to give, give him credit. He... He knows who he is. He knows his core values. He fights for them. Right. He fights for his family. He's just an awesome man. Oh, yeah. 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 I love him. Love that family. Yeah. So much. So. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> all right, friends. Welcome all to Potter Watch. <laughs> That's pretty good. That was we got awesome. A little, we got a little jingle in there. I wasn't expecting the jingle. It always kind of gets me when you when you when you weave that in there. I kind of like that one. That was good, actually. That sounded kind of Harry Potter. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Or actually, Fantastic Beastish. Yeah, or just Wizardy Worldish. You know. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. W- welcome to Potter Watch. So this is just our new segment where we kind of uh, talk about a few things that are happening this week or uh, in the upcoming month. And really, the big news is Fantastic Beast, right? So while we're doing the rewatch, mm-hmm. uh, Secrets of Dumbledore is out in different countries. It is going to be out for us in two days, technically, here in the States. So we're recording yeah. this on the 12th. You guys might get this uh, in a day or two. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll be covering it then. But for right now, we do have some in, uh, interesting news. And it's just kind of, this might be spoilers. So you might want to skip ahead 30 seconds to a minute or so, uh, just in case you consider this spoiler-ish. Just a little bit. It's not much, though. It really mm-hmm. is not much. I think it's a lot of things that people knew already in the film. Because we actually had a... There's been this... I think it was in, in this film where... Yeah, there, there. I think... Well, maybe I'm wrong. In the Crimes of Grindelwald, which we're watching right now, I think McGonagall's in it, isn't she? Yeah. For just a hot second. It right? looks like, Yeah, the, it looked like it in the um, trailer. Right, and so it wasn't confirmed as to whether it was Professor McGonagall, like Minerva McGonagall or a different McGonagall or something like that. I, it was very just like Professor McGonagall, you know, and she's there in The Crimes of Grindelwald. So, oh, you mean this movie? Okay, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah the I one think. that we're that we're currently covering, yeah. the second movie. Mm-hmm. So I guess in the third one, maybe she has more of a role or something. Not sure. I don't really know. Um, all I know is that that was being a, it's been like a big gripe. People coming out, they're just like... You know, awesome movie. They really enjoyed it, but like, what is Professor McGonagall doing? You know, in this in this film. So I don't know if she's in it to, to a large degree or what the deal is. And I said, like I said, that might be kind of spoilerish. They didn't go into any details. Is she in it for two seconds? Is she in it for longer? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's already been there. We've already established it. So I thought this was kind of old news, really. That people were still griping about this, and it kind of came up as something that they were wondering her age. They they thought mm-hmm. she should be a small child. Uh, during this time and she's actually a young woman um, and she's a professor at Hogwarts so I kind of thought that was interesting I don't know if they're going to correct that or if that's ever going to come out and be a thing but uh, yeah there's that now um, this definitely I don't know again this is not super spoiler to me because uh, yeah, uh, JK Rowling came out year I think 2007 and said that Albus Dumbledore um, is is gay and that it's been out there for a long time and we assumed that he had a relationship with Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. It's confirmed in this movie, I guess. And there's some dialogue and, and the news on it is, is that they've censored it in China and that certain places are, are censoring. And the, they, this goes okay. down to like wow. the studio allowing that to be censored. Um, they basically said that it came down to governments 
not mm. them, but more so just like governments regulating the film, saying it couldn't be showed in their market unless they censored it. Wow. But they said the spirit of the message and what they're trying to convey there is still very obvious and very prevalent, you know? So fr from what I could tell, and again, this is a couple of different sources, but they were just saying that that's one of the issues that you face. And I have no idea what all that is like, you know, being a studio, trying to pitch your film, trying to make some money off of your film, because you do want it to be successful, but you also don't want us to, to kind of compromise the message or some of the themes and the things that are, that are going in into it because of um, a government uh, or, or a culture or wh whatever it might be. You know, it's it, it's meant to be what it's meant to be. And it's, yeah. it's a good thing. And it's very progressive for the film industry, which yeah. is which is awesome. So I, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I know people will be talking about it more probably as as it actually comes out. But early on, that was sort of the the deal over there. And it, it you know, like a part of it is you want the cast and the crew to get their their due. You know, you want it to go to that market. It's a huge market, and you want to make some money on it, um, but not at the cost of sacrificing. You know, like a, a wholesome message or, or no. this. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's that's sort of an issue. It's just one of those things that they're dealing with, and I don't really know how they navigate that or what that's like or the negotiation for it or how much they push back or any of that kind of stuff. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just some of the bigger kind of news we, when we searched today uh, that was floating around on the internet because it's been open in international markets and people have already you know, seen it. So right. really though, there's not a lot of spoilers out. I mean, there are some, there I'm are some people who have surprised full on spoilers. Like you can search it. If you type in Fantastic Beast spoilers, you can find it. I'm not going to do that because I don't nope. want to do it. I think everything I said right there was already, you know, some people might think that's like, how, how, how dare, how dare Ezra do that? Um, but I don't know. I mean, I just, the, those are the only things we had really. And so I thought I'd give that to you guys. The, the other uh, non-spoiler reviews that are coming out is they're mixed. That's all I'm going to say is they're mm -hmm. mixed. And I don't really want to give anybody anything more than that because go watch it for yourourself. Yeah. I sometimes get tired of, of like, and I don't even know why I do it to myself, right? I go look up a, a review of a film that I really want to watch, and then somebody jades my opinion of it yes. before I ever go see it. It's yeah. like, reviews aren't what they used to be. Like, I, I want to know, is it appropriate for kids? Is it something that you should take mm -hmm. your family to? Is there something that I should be ready for or, or whatever? But this is more, I don't know, almost like it's either going to deter people from seeing the film. And I would rather people just go see it and then read those reviews afterwards and then critique it, you know? Right. So it's tough. When you read them beforehand, it's really tough. And when they get access to it beforehand, too, it's hard because you want to search those things. You want to be involved in it, especially if you're a content creator like we are. We want to, like, look the stuff up and see what's going on and yeah. and read some of the early reviews. But then I'm just like, why? Why did I do that? And I know you, ha you haven't done that. You have not done that, really. No, not really. Yeah, which it, is good, which is good. I um, mean, this movie had mixed critiques as well. Yeah, it, it did. It did. Yeah, and I remember, the crimes of I yeah. remember the first time I saw that in the uh, theaters, I was confused. <laughs> I walked out and I was confused about everything that was going on. Yeah. Even though I was a Potter or I am a Potterhead. Yeah. Um, Still weren't, weren't sure. Yeah. Now doing all this research on what's happening helps me immensely to understand the plot and, and follow the plot. So right. now I enjoy the movie a lot more. Yeah, I think it's one of those things like where they try, and we're gonna, this will kind of transition us into our our main part. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna drift out of the Potter watch, and we're gonna drift over to the main part of the episode because for me, this episode was oh my gosh, this is 
good music, by the way. I just wanted to mention I love, I love the music at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, it's, like, it's good. Let it play. I get goosebumps. Yeah. There's like a seriousness out the gate with this with this film when it starts. And it should, and I, I thought, I think it started perfectly. Yes. You know? Yeah, you you jump right into the action. Yep. Yeah. Well, it, it's because you you left off with this Grindelwald character, and you're like, who is this person? Right. And what's gonna what's gonna happen? They they you know Newt helps capture him. Everything's sort of whatever. Uh, it was said they were mocking one another earlier in the main meeting about like you couldn't hold uh, Grindelwald, and then now Madame Pickery has him, the president, and she has to hold him, and then he's gonna escape. So yeah, the stakes are really high. We know he does get out. We we knew that he has his fight with Dumbledore. So we're just like, how does he do this? How does how does he get away? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the start of this is really really intense so but yeah let's i guess let's dive into it here what do you what do you think so we've got at the start well actually would, would you like me to start off with a summary of yeah of give us the, a quick summary what's the movie okay about yeah so at the uh blah, 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 hmm. at the end of the first film the powerful dark wizard grindelwald was captured by makuza with the help of newt's commander but making good on his threat grindelwald escapes custody and has set about gathering followers most unsuspecting of his true agenda to raise pure blood wizards up to rule over all non-magic beings. So then in an effort to um, contradict Grindelwald's plans, Grindel- uh, Albus Dumbledore enlists the former student news commander who agrees to help unaware of the dangers that lie ahead. Lines are drawn as love and loyalty are tested even among the truest friends and family in an increasingly divided wizarding world. Mm-hmm. So there we go. And actually, we stopped this, just so you guys know, part one, we got all the way up to the part where Tina is rescued by Yusuf Kama, or she's she's captured by Yusuf Kama and rescued by Newt. And they're they're just sort of dealing with all of that and what happened to him. He's passed out and all that good stuff. So that's where we stopped part one, just so you guys are, are aware. Right? Yeah. Thank okay. you for the summary. Yep, and it's, uh, I don't know if you, nope, you didn't mention it. It's 1927, so it's the next year. We don't really know if it's exactly one year from uh, all the events in the first movie, but it's it's definitely the next year now. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, like you said, we start out with the escape of Grindelwald. And uh, yeah, I, um, I just wanted to talk about like long distance traveling for a second. Okay. In the wizarding world. Yeah. Because I keep wondering. So Newt, in the first movie, we see Newt. Um, he travels from uh, the UK to the United States on a boat, right? Just mm-hmm. like the Muggles. Um, so between Europe and uh, the US, it's a long, it's long distance. And they don't seem to use like port keys or they can't apparate. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to use other means of transportation. So that's interesting to me because in this movie, they have to transport uh, Grindelwald f- from the U.S. to the United. Uh, sorry, oh my gosh, from the U.S. to the U.K. <laughs> um, and they use uh, what's that called, sweetie? A buggy. Buggy. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that buggy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's um, pulled by Thestrals, I think. Thestrals. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just an escort of wizards surrounding it on their brooms. Right. And I'm like, right. this is a high, like a highly dangerous prisoner. Mm-hmm. And they don't have any quicker means of transportation. That's interesting to me that distance is 
yeah, such a big hurdle for them. Yeah, yeah. I want to read something. So just mm-hmm. when we talk about apparition and, and what and how you could use it. So just so, just a reminder for folks that it's you're traversing the space in between and you have to focus on the desired location in your mm-hmm. mind and then purposely disappear from where you are at to reappear at the desired location. But you have to, and they talk about this in the, in the main series, you have to visualize it, know where it's at, and you have to almost have been there. You, you have to be familiar okay, with yeah. the location mm-hmm. in a sense. So I wonder, you know, Newt and just other other wizards, like you, if you haven't been there and you're not exactly sure it's it's dangerous you can get um you can get hurt so it is the fastest way to travel um but it's tricky to pull off correctly and it is disastrous if you get it wrong so also the ability to apparate was it's a relatively advanced skill for wizards but other magical creatures were capable of disappearing and reappearing uh, of their own volition as well such as house elves uh apparition was a popular method of travel in the wizarding world though it was stated that plenty of adult witches and wizards did not bother with it, preferring broomsticks, the flu network, or port keys. Uh, Albus Dumbledore once noted that most people vomit the first time they apparate. So, again, it's also just like, I think it depends on how long, where, where you want to go, and all, all those good things. It's range, so uh, apparition had a range limit and became increasingly mm-hmm. difficult with the distance to be traveled. It was advised that uh, intercontinental apparition should only be attempted by the most highly skilled of wizards, otherwise risking splinching, severe injury, and death. Apparition also required a fami- um, to be familiar with the terrain of the place the wizard wanted to visit, as they needed to be able to visualize it clearly. So there you go. Just a reminder, because I think people have a misconception that you can just apparate wherever you want. Yeah, no, I, yep. And this kind of ties into what we uh, mentioned in the beginning. Like, I don't want to get into the science of magic because that, that's not what it is. It's magic, okay? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. uh, something beyond science. But if you, wanna, if you want, like, maybe they, you know, distort time and distance and it gets trickier and it requires more power the more distant a place is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, um, it definitely could. And I thought maybe a port key, how a port key works is someone puts a spell on it and almost makes, you know, it's almost like an apparition with the help of that object. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that a port key wouldn't work either for a long distance travel. Because they use a port key to get from uh, England to Paris, to France. Right. right. So it's not that far away and a port key still works. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go long distance, maybe it's the same as apparition. The yeah. The, the other thing we noticed, too, in this film was that um, Newt says to, I think, no. Yeah. Newt says to Dumbledore, uh, you in, you intentionally like kind of hooked me up or tipped me off about the Thunderbird knowing I would have to go through a muggle port. Like for some reason he would have to go because he's also carrying his, his oh. case of creatures and stuff. It's said in the film. I don't really exactly know. But he said, huh. you knew I would have to go through a muggle port. And it's a line in the film that I was like, wow, okay. So that's sort that's of... That's interesting. It was almost like they were trying to tie up a little bit of a, mm-hmm. a loophole maybe and, and, and say there was a reason why he had to go through a muggle port. And I missed it if, if there was a better explanation out there. But okay, uh, I think, yeah, you can't apparate. You know, it's a, it's right. a long flight um, with a, a magical buggy and thestrals and stuff like that. So yeah. I cold mean, and and you'd be out in the out in the elements i mean you could use magic i'm sure to probably you know, yeah 
do do various things like that. But also, I I'm, I'd have to imagine like as the Muggles technology increases too, you are going to um, magic and spells are being learned. Like Dumbledore learns a lot of different things, and uh, you know uses dragon's blood for different stuff, and, and acquires like like potions are found, things are discovered, spells and whatever. So uh, maybe there's more. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a bit it's a bit better mm-hmm. later on around the Harry Potter series and oh, probably. we're still more yeah. primitive, you know. Yep. Probably. Yeah. You're right. Um Okay, so we talked about this because they're trying to get Grindelwald from the US to the UK in that buggy and we learn well Grindelwald is not Grindelwald because he swapped places with Abernathy. Yeah. yeah. So, um there a fight a fight breaks out in the buggy and what i thought was interesting um he has that beast and his name is antonio i don't even know what kind of beast oh, it is yeah. um and i thought it was interesting because there was a clear like contrast to newt because grinewald uses antonio and then he's like doesn't care about him just gets rid of him i don't know he throws him out the window or something and he clearly does not care about beasts. And I think that's a good contrast. And, you know, um, something we don't know. It might. Um, okay, yeah. So Newt is, you know, he's, he's more, he's taking care of Fantastic Beast, and then Grindelwald is not, right? And mm-hmm. it might, as you say, backfire on him uh, at the, in, in, the very, in, the, in the very end, right? And actually, in this episode, it kind of does anyway. Right. Uh, with the Nifflers, you know, like, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like he underestimates them and he's looking for more powerful things. And you brought up Antonio and I thought this was an interesting creature is a baby chupacabra. And it oh. is. Yeah. Which is which is wild. So this is Antonio the chupacabra. And I did not know it was a chupacabra, to be honest with you. That was that was kind of an interesting thing to me. It just looks like a weird uh, creature. And this is their. This is sort of what they're calling a, a chupacabra. How do you so, spell it with a C? C H uh, U P A C A B R A. Um, so yeah, kind of a fascinating little guy. And yeah, shortly before Grindelwald's attempted uh, extradition to Europe, under escort by several auras, he actually jumps out of the box and he helps sort of get everything. You know, rolling as they're as they're uh, Grindelwald's getting in the buggy, getting his wand back, getting his little um, blood pack kind of whatever that thing was, like necklace charm mm-hmm. uh, thing back. So it's kind of cool. But he gets thrown away. Antonio gets tossed out the window, yeah. like you said. <laughs> and I was thinking that you said maybe it's the idea that he undervalues Fantastic Beasts that might be his undoing in the end. Yeah. I was thinking Antonio might come back. Who's to say Antonio didn't survive just to splash in the water? <laughs> you know what I mean? He could show up later. Yeah. So. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. It's unknown if Antonio managed to survive the fall or not. That's what's said on, on HarryPotter.com. So, or fan.fandom.com. Interesting stuff. So, yeah. Shout out to Antonio, I guess. <laughs> By the way, that creature is not in uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. In the yeah, book. the chupacabra? Yeah, no. So a chupacabra is something they're always trying. This is a it's a legendary creature in folklore from parts of the Americas. Oh. Which, which is interesting. And it doesn't look anything like what we saw there. So mm-hmm. I don't know where they got that it was a chupacabra, but I'm going off of the fandom page. Uh, okay. 
its physical description it varies as to what it looks like some some people call it reptilian alien like mm. some have re- reported it looking like a coyote um it's known to be reported as far as like as north as maine and as far south as like chile uh so but here in the americas it's sort of one of those those types of like urban legend creatures mm-hmm. mis- mystical kind of things we don't really know what it is there's always some news article that comes out someone found a chupacabra body and they have in their freezer or something it's some weird <laughs> thing i don't even know so that's cool though cool that they they included that that creature interesting I guess. yeah so um. all right uh yeah moving on here yeah. so what do we got next we are back in london and all right. we get to see newt in the ministry of magic and picket mm-hmm and we meet Lita Lestrange for the first time and yeah. learn that she is engaged um, to his brother and meet yep. his brother for the first time, too. And I'm blanking on his name right now. Theseus. Theseus, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're there together together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm just thinking like poor new. They want him to fight. Um, so the, the ministry, they want him to fight in the war against Grindelwald and join his brother on investigations and all that kind of stuff. But New just wants to go and study his creatures. All he wants is just permission to go abroad again and, you know, study his fantastic beasts. Right. Um, I feel bad. Poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. And really he was, it seemed like he was almost duped by Dumbledore. He talks about this later, but mm-hmm. uh, in, into going there because he's playing on this idea that, that Newt will do the right thing. That's why he goes to the Americas. Um, but yeah, he wants to do he wants to do the right thing, and 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 these guys are trying to, they're also right. pulling at his heartstrings a little bit, aren't they? I love this though. Um, I love when he says, "I don't do sides." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he's uh, he he just how does he phrase? It? I forget. Um, he he definitely says, "I don't do sides," and then I I do the right thing or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when w- once they tell him, they w- basically want him to kill Credence. He's yeah. out. He's out on that. He doesn't do that kind of stuff. No. Nope, not at all. Because I think they just know that he can get close. And so that's the idea is that, well, he could get close. He'll be a part of his brother's sort of um, group, like the, the Aura Department. Yeah. And we'll go, just kind of go after him. Well, so. and who fills in for him? Gunnar? Gunnar? Grimson. Yeah, Grimson. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know who he was. Yeah. I tried to Gunnar look Grimson. him up, but there's not a whole lot on him. He's just a... Uh, described as a dark wizard who worked as a bounty hunter hunter in the 1920s and then he he was a follower follower i'm sorry follower of gellert grindelwald mm-hmm. um yeah not a nice guy and, and it seems like newt knows him already so you know what one of the nice things with film and with storytelling is that like Newt doesn't even have... We don't have to know much about him. We can just read Newt's reaction, and that tells us everything we need to know about yeah. that character. We're like, he's a bad guy. Yep. Not good. We don't have to get into all the details and stuff on it. And there's really not a lot. You know, um, Lottie looked it up, and there's just really not, not much there on him other than he's a dark wizard. We see how we see what he does during this episode, and we see that he works with uh, Grindelwald. Right. Like, he secretly works for Grindelwald, yeah. even though he's a ministry worker. Right. Right. So... Yeah, interesting, interesting person. Um, so now this is where you know. So I, I'm going to pick up here in some of your mm-hmm. uh, notes here. When we go back to the whole scene with, um, like, he goes, he's being followed, 
right? He's being followed. Like his brother still tells him that, hey, even though you don't want the job, mm. you don't want the gig, you're being followed. And there's a whole kind of comical scene where he's headed back to his little house and everything with Bunty there doing yeah. everything. And uh, he does some magic. He, he he very easily, whoever is, is meant to be like his um, his shadow is easily duped and he gets away. Right. So I thought that was kind of right. cool. Oh, yeah. True. Like, yeah. like who that guy is kind of a slouch, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But yeah. What else you got, sweetie? Uh, that little scene in Paris when we see, okay, Grindelwald knows Credence is in France. So he travels to Paris and they kind of set camp in Paris, which means they killed probably a muggle, I w- would say, um, to just live in their house. Yeah. And it's like you, you see that scene where Grindelwald, well, he has a baby killed, almost like baby Harry, who's left. Yeah. But also, we see that uh, a coffin, coffin, right, yeah. mm-hmm. is carried out of the apartment or the house. Right. So that was probably a few days later. And I can hardly believe that whoever got the da- dead parents out of there would have forgotten the baby (laughs) so that's kind of strange to me but it's probably just i don't know if it's supposed to just show his where he stands and how how far he's uh ready to go yeah just to to set him up to be a really bad guy yeah Yeah. he doesn't care about babies yeah yeah pretty awful yeah i know i know that scene when it first came people were really just like shook by that and not and not not a fan of it and was it necessary could you have done it a different way make him out to be a bad guy without doing that um but uh, yeah so that was that was an intense intense scene yeah and yeah he's got we, we get the look at his followers we see abernathy there too which mm-hmm. was interesting right and then that french lady yeah um and then dumbledore and newt meet they have an emergency meeting and i think that's the first time we see dumbledore right yeah young yes. dumbledore yep. in the movies yep and what is interesting here is that he mentions, okay, there's rumors about Credence's heritage, um, but I think it's so cool that Dumbledore says, like, one, okay, I know that an Obscurus grows in the absence of love. Like, he says, I know, look, yeah. as if he's talking from experience. Right, <laughs> yeah. How does he know that, right? Oh, That's, that is right. interesting that he says, I know that an obscurus grows in the absence of love. Right. So, good yeah, call. Probably, yeah. Well, referring to his sister, Ariana, here. Yeah. And then another interesting thing. Do you remember that, what he said there? Um, he talks about Credence and then that um, a brother or sister mm-hmm. yeah. could save him. And last time we talked about our theory. Oh, not our theory. I'm sorry. A theory yeah. we have read. Um, that Credence might be Tina's brother. Yeah, and that Tina would be his sister. Yes. Right. And so, and in the a- so the we had said in that episode we'd only mentioned brother, mm-hmm. and we thought, well, what about a sister? And actually, Dumbledore does say, or uh, a sister, or a sister. Yeah. yeah. So. So pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, that is cool, and it's interesting that he is he's doing the same thing that the Ministry is doing, but differently, right? Um. He wants him to go find Credence and, you know, not kill him. Right. Right. That's that's the thing is to kind of uh, 
I don't know that there's rumors about his heritage, all this different stuff and things are going on. Dumbledore is in on that. He knows what, what's what's going on there. He's probably guessing some of what maybe Grindelwald plans to do yeah. uh, with Credence and how he plans to use him against him. Right. I would I would imagine Dumbledore se- seems to know a lot of those things, uh, but he knows how Newt cared and, and was involved and invested and so wants him to go. Gives him the card. He's got the fancy glove, you know, hand rolling around, the, the <laughs> magical glove hand with the card that says, right. here you go, check out this uh, little safe house. He's like, why would I need a safe house, right? Well, you, yeah, my, if everything goes wrong, you might need the safe house. So, Newt, just <laughs> take the card. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's cool. And not to fa- flash forward too much here, but while we're, while we're on the topic, um, there is no – well, I'm, let's see. Newt does not necessarily decide to go – because of anything the ministry said, uh, yeah, or because of anything Dumbledore said, but it's all it's all about Tina being yes. there. That's where Tina's at, so that's where he's going to go. Uh, not that he didn't care, but why don't you go? Is what he says to Dumbledore. Why doesn't somebody else go? Why is it going to be me? Yeah, and he's also finding out his value and what he's worth and and what he has to do. You know, he said he doesn't pick sides, mm-hmm. right? Um, but he will. I think he does pick the side of the Fantastic Beasts, those innocents right. that are being hurt and exterminated, if you will, by, by wizards and, and by people. So he does pick their side. He does try to do what's right, and he doesn't seek power. Dumbledore says he doesn't seek power. So I feel like if Credence is the target of some plot or whatever, he's gonna, he would be willing to try to stop that for sure if it's, if it's possible. And then when he finds out that Tina is like in love with someone else, it's like, Shh, okay. And she's in mm-hmm. Paris, and it's and it's where Credence is, which, by the way, adds a lot of, um, I guess, weight to the theory we talked about last time. Yeah. Why is she so obsessed with Credence? With Credence, mm-hmm. and she's there again because she's heard the rumors. Right. There's more going on. It's it's like why couldn't you let that go? It's a whole world away from you right now. He is away from the barebone connection and just seeking out his family. So. It's interesting that she is also seeking him out, you know? Yeah, definitely. And she, yeah, goes all the way to Paris to find him. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, what else you got, sweetie? Um, Back so, to Nude's place. Right. Yeah. We meet Bunty, his um, little helper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think she's in this film, a lot, the new film, a lot more, isn't she? Yeah, I That's, think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, she yeah, plays cool. a bigger role in the new movie. And we get introduced to more beasts. Uh, for example, a Kelpie. And I'm just watching this scene again where he's... Ch- I don't know what he tries to Oh, I know what your question is. And it's <laughs> because we see him um, riding on the Kelpie. Right. And then it's a little confusing to me in that scene because we're in his apartment and we know the same magic that goes on in his uh, suitcase where you have the different um, areas and um, landscapes for the different yeah, beasts. Yeah, it's like charmed so that he can go in and... And that's probably the yeah. same charm that's in all over his... Like in his apartment, you know? Yeah. Um, But then he he's riding that Kelpie underwater and then um, the Kelpie goes up and he goes like above the water... And it looks, I mean, it looks like the Scottish Highlands to me and like reminds me so much of Loch Ness. Yeah. That I'm wondering, is the is, is Nessie a Kelpie? 
Yeah, I, you know the, what's cool. <laughs> I haven't brought up the X-ray yet, and I'll go. I'll go look real quick to see if they say anything about it uh, dur- during that particular scene. Because yeah, that was an interesting. I have it here. There's nothing about it uh, in the okay. X-ray. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because it looks like it, doesn't it? It looks like he could even be, you know, a lot. What they describe Nessie, uh, Nessie has, and again, this is so great because you brought it, you brought up uh, Bob Lazar and <laughs> a- ne- all we have left. So we've got aliens, UFOs, uh, we've got Area Fifty One, we've got Nessie now, we've got a Chupacabra in here. The only thing left is Sasquatch. Okay, so like Bigfoot. <laughs> That's the only thing we haven't talked about yet. Um, but yeah, I think that really could be Nessie. That could be their kind of interpretation or take on on Nessie being this magical creature that sometimes uh people see out on Loch Ness that's awesome yeah you know? I think it's a real cool connection yeah I really like that scene and uh yeah that whole part on that they really try to um put a lot of emphasis on his relationship with the beasts yeah yeah for sure and how he takes care of all of them yeah. Yeah, he does. He's rushing around. Bunty's there doing her thing, and and uh, he even gives uh, the, the kelpie a little bit of a hey, don't, no more nipping, right? <laughs> no more yeah. nipping. He seems to listen to Newt, and uh, right. he's just, he's just super skilled, and it's awesome. And so is she. She does a great job getting those nifflers back in there a little. And that was a cute little scene with the nifflers running around trying to grab everything. Right. Uh, it's cool to see baby nifflers. It's almost like they asked the question, "How do you get more cute than a niffler?" And they said, what about baby nifflers? Okay, like, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> That's a great, great thing to do. So, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Jacob and Queenie show up at Newt's place. Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, that's they're stumbling in. Queenie, uh, we know. It's shocking. When you first see it, you're kind of like, you didn't really know. It didn't make sense. When you first are watching the film, you're like, what is Jacob doing here? And then you're, you're just in, in shock. And slowly we figure out that he's there because Queenie has forced him to be there. Yeah. And they have been dating in secret, though, which was pretty cool. Back in America, they were dating. It's in, we, you, we can infer that, right. um, that they've talked about it a million times or whatever. And finally, she just kind of charmed him and then said, uh, you know, we're, we're going to England where they're more progressive about these things. Yeah. It is so sad that she um, feels the need to do that. I know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, she is... Clearly, this is not ideal for her. She is hurt. She so she does that because she's desperate. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she enjoy, like you know truly is happy about no. how you know she wants to be free eventually and yep. to be free to marry Jacob and that's the love of her life and yeah yeah. Yeah, and so it's something that Grindelwald was you know, eventually would kind of use against her as just oh, the, yeah. this, this whole freedom piece. Like, why can't we? Why are we? Why are we not able to do that? Why, what's what's the deal here? And uh, yeah, they have that, their little spat where she can read his mind, and he said crazy, and she said mm-hmm. coward. Oh mm-hmm. uh, gosh! And they just got into a fight, and the crazy thing is, she apparates, and and he can't go after her. No, right? So yeah. you know, we just. Uh, so he goes back in. He's talking to Newt. Maybe this has happened before. Maybe they've gotten in a fight before and she apparates away and he's like, ah, she'll be back yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But um, he, she did say she's going to see her sister. So he knows that. He goes back in and tells Newt about it. And he's like, all right, you know, hey, yeah. she's going down to, to see uh, Tina. And he figures out, well, Tina is actually in Paris. Right. And that's what he figures out. Now, there's this whole piece, too. And you, I see you have in your notes here, um, Achilles Tolliver. <laughs> yeah. Who is this guy? 
again tried to find it, but not a lot. Just uh, he was an American wizard who worked as an Auror for the magical, you know, Makusa in, uh, in the 1920s. And yeah, that he dated Tina for a while. And yeah. that, <laughs> that uh, Jacob thought the name Tolliver was amusing. It's funny, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, so not much on Achilles Tolliver here. Yeah. But I love the scene when Tina enters, like the wizarding festival on Paris, you know, the streets yeah. of Paris. Yeah. And the lights, um, the colors, the uh, beasts, the just, a, you know, like a, a festival is cool mm-hmm. when you yeah. go to a festival. Yeah. But a wizarding festival is like so awesome. Yeah. Another level. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. When she when she dips in underneath the statue and stuff, and that like that that was really kind of cool. And then she mm-hmm. goes right in. You're like, yeah. you're instantly like, what is going on? Immersed. Yeah, it's yeah. this huge, huge thing. Yep. Yeah. And the, why why does she go there? Because um, Nagini and Credence are there mm-hmm. in the menagerie. Yeah, menagerie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 that's that's interesting. So so Yusuf. So there's rumors out. I mean. Um, Grindelwald is there as well. They're all there mm-hmm. because of Credence. They all want to yeah. uh, be near him, and we're we're about to figure out very quickly as to, as to why uh, that is. But they each have their different reasons for wanting to mm-hmm. see him, which is interesting. Now that I think about it, Grindelwald has his own reasons. Uh, Yusuf Kama ve- wants to kill him, mm-hmm. right? Tina wants to save him, and Grindelwald wants to use him. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That's just kind of a crazy thing. He's got three different people uh, wanting to pull him in different directions, so he's really torn, and he's just trying to find his his mother. But yeah, he's there with he's there with Nagini. Yeah, which is interesting. Like, what is Nagini doing there? You know, I am so excited to find out what is her role in Fantastic Beasts in the series. Uh, how does it tie into her being essentially Voldemort's pet? Or even like more than that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's going to be a horcrux too. And so important. Like that's probably, if he loved anything or anyone, mm-hmm. it would be Nagini. Yeah. And I want to, f- I'm dying to find out how, yeah, how she ends up in that place. And, and she, because she seems pretty actually like nice or we don't know much about her. Not nice maybe, but it just doesn't seem like she's a cruel person or she mm-hmm. would go you know, yeah. she she would go into that direction of dark wizardry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it makes me think, and this is just a theory and speculation here. I wonder if Nagini is sort of like later on, like you think of, of why would you v- join up with Voldemort? Um, even whether whether she's truly already turned into a snake and she truly is mm-hmm. just like can no longer take human form. It it would it would I, I would have to imagine that if there's still some understanding there or some intelligence in Nagini, which again, um, Voldemort is speaking to Nagini all the time, parcel tongue, all, all that stuff. Is it because she and Credence split ways and they don't agree and she does end up sort of following sort of Grindelwald's path and this idea that she, maybe she is sort of, um, I don't know, mistrusted or mm-hmm. despised by, by muggles or, yeah. or whatever, or even just, even in the wizarding world, she's something to be looked at and poked at and like, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. a part of a circus. Yeah. And that's the sort of a bad thing. So if someone like Grindelwald could elevate her and see value in her or whatever, that would be interesting. Or um, it's one of those things where maybe 
something happens in all of this that that uh, credence is mistreated by muggles or something or or was the muggle in maybe he was mistreated by oh, muggles with okay. the bare bones and then uh she sort of develops like, hears mm. those stories has her own stories mm-hmm. of of mistreatment and then decides to go down that path because right yeah. now she's she's sort of sweet with not sweet but i don't know like really yeah, just, mu- yeah. just normal person right and Seems to care about credence, so you wonder what the connection is. Yeah, you know. Yep, can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. What do you get next, there, sweetie? Uh, oh yeah, something interesting for me <laughs> was when we see Grindelwald uh, kind of smoking that pipe uh, on the skull of the pipe. It says it's a German like text, and it says "für das größere Wohl," which means it translates to the greater good for for I'm sorry for the greater good. So that was kind of cool, like really cool for me, and I'm guessing like for other, for the, for the rest of the German audience in the world, yeah. it was it was a cool little thing. And he is oh, I'm trying to remember is he from Switzerland? Is that where he was born? I don't exactly know where he was born. I know that, that what know? I saw in the X-ray thing was that he attended. Durmstrang. Yes, and we don't really know the uh, exact location of Durmstrang. That's that's a yeah. a mystery. Um, yeah, I'm not really exactly sure where he was born, or because I, I think that's what we're gonna get in this next film is a lot of his origin and maybe like his connection to Dumbledore and their right. early life and everything. So, yeah, if you find it, that's that's awesome. But um, I think it's it's just cool that we that we have those little connections like the German text and we have things like. Um, uh, just an international connection you know the, we're gonna get more of that in the next film uh we got the americas to start then we went back to europe and now we're down in paris we get to even see their sort of it doesn't come up in this part but we get to almost see like their ministry of of magic if you will which is yeah. which is pretty cool so yeah in the streets of paris and just different locations it's it's awesome and then the the german connections are there too it's great yeah so yeah all right um now, when they're meeting, so when when Grindelwald is meeting with his followers, uh, and he's he's using the skull, as you said, and he's sort of blowing around this vision and everything, uh, he is asked about he kind mm-hmm. of credence shows up, and he's he's this is where we learn that he's after credence because credence is the only entity that could kill or destroy albus dumbledore yes and he admits that albus dumbledore is the greatest threat to their cause yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely so again remember voldemort always said albus dumbledore is the only wizard who would you know be strong enough to defeat him he was always afraid of dumbledore that was the only as he should be person as he he so should be yeah Yeah. that's that's a cool little little moment and so it's also like we find out later, like we know Dumbledore is saying things like, ah, I can't move against Grindelwald. And we're thinking, oh, it's probably because he loves him. You know what I mean? And then we find out, no, it's more than that. There, there, there's a blood pack. There's something right. more. And you don't really know that at this point in time, you've just seen sort of the, uh, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the thing, the charm, whatever, the, the necklace thing mm-hmm. that has the blood pack in it. And it's it's really you, you you almost think it's just like that he either fears Dumbledore or doesn't want to go against him or doesn't think he's powerful enough to take him, but yet he has the Elder Wand, mm. and he is seeking credence who he thinks could destroy Dumbledore. Now I actually think it's like since 
he himself, I think since they made the pack, this is an interesting point, sweetie. You ready for this? You yes, ready? Okay. I am. Sorry. So the Elder One is in the possession of Grindelwald. If he right. were to duel Albus Dumbledore, I think he could beat him with the Elder One, maybe. Or, or like with he the, should, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Like that's that wand is supposed to kind of prevail unless there's something that you know Dumbledore more secrets up his sleeve, or he possesses something else an invisibility cloak a, a resurrection stone i don't know how those things if they have other powers or properties or things that they could they could be used but yeah you would think he could beat him in a duel and right now the thing is grindelwald can't duel him because of the of the pact that they have that, right. that, that, there's, that you, there's no way to break that necessarily mm-hmm. so that's that's a protection for against dumbledore attacking him but really i start to ask the question would dumbledore even do it knowing he has the elder wand yet would hmm. he would he duel him knowing he has the elder wand well i would say to protect other people probably but would he win in a fight with grindelwald even though he's got the elder wand well what you can do and we learned that along the way you don't necessarily you can cannot beat him but you can um disarm him yeah uh-huh but i think yeah yeah okay I, I almost would feel like Grindelwald would have to be caught on, yeah, I guess caught unaware or something. Who knows? I don't know. That, I don't really know all the dynamics or, and you know on that, but I just think it's interesting that I would be cautious to move against somebody who had the freaking outer wand. You know, I would just be like, okay, I'm a little bit nervous about it. Yeah. Which so that's why I think anyway, since he can't move against him, he's getting credence to do that for him, mm-hmm. and then if that takes care of it, all is good. And then otherwise, he could, if there's a way to get beyond the blood pack, then he might duel him. I think Grindelwald would go after Dumbledore too. Yeah. Maybe. But he does respect him at least. He does know he's a powerful wizard. So. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. This is cool. All right. Um, Let's see. You have down here, Jacob and Newt use a port key to get to Paris. Uh, That was pretty cool. And I love that you said uh, when we were watching it about the – the amount of money that it costs to get there. Yes. Crazy amount of money. Uh, it was, it was, you know, it was fair enough just to get to Paris, but then to pay somebody off for not seeing Newt Scamander was a bit more. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, fame has its price or something. Yeah. What he says. Uh, yeah, but they go to Paris, and uh, they're trying, obviously, trying to find Tina and Queenie. And this part is was super interesting to me when nude recreates that scene you know the whole festival scene again Mm -hmm. and he uses what does he say a kind of powder and a spell and i found something interesting on uh, stack exchange there was a question what was the spell nude casts to find tina um and it seems like very advanced magic uh and we learn i mean they give him praise that nude is a powerful wizard and we said it last time too he dueled grindelwald he is a powerful wizard um mm-hmm. and they say hey that that looks like something i mean dumbledore is a powerful wizard and it looks like something that could have changed lots of events in harry potter universe if more people used it mm-hmm. you know like yeah. they they go on about like for example the uh the whole basilisks incidents incident yeah like yeah. Um, the just going back and seeing what happened, kind of mapping uh, what happened in the secret in the in the chamber yeah, of secrets. The victims, yeah, yeah that were found. Um, wow, 
So that's really I, cool. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, that this spell could have used could have been used for for a lot of other things. And see, that's where I think I actually think Newt is very. Um, I think he's very powerful. I think he's, he's a powerful wizard. He's a very smart, intelligent wizard, and he knows how he's very resourceful and has a lot of different uh, resources. You know, it's almost like in in terms of superheroes or whatever. If you want to make mm-hmm. a comparison here, like Dumbledore is kind of like your Superman. Like he can, he's got all sorts of powers. It's just crazy powerful. Yeah. And like you wouldn't challenge <laughs> him. But Newt reminds you almost of a an animal loving batman i guess i don't know like like a, <laughs> be, because he has all these resources in his like utility belt of stuff that he can use right he's got fantastic beasts he's got some weird powder thing that he's using there he's got just different tricks that you haven't seen other wizards try because they don't quite understand them or or value them and so i think that's what's what's really interesting so the Achilles Tolliver situation. I wouldn't be surprised if we had almost like a friendly duel later on, where he <laughs> he takes on another aura and and yes, it's almost like like fight like the whole the class the cliche fighting over the girl thing oh, happens or whatever. But he would be so polite about it. I oh think. yeah, I think he would he wouldn't he wouldn't yeah. want it. But maybe Achilles gets a little overprotective or whatever and pulls his wand. And Newt, I think, has to step yeah. up. You know, puffs his chest out and well, says, "There we go." Cute. Right. <laughs> so uh, one thing I wanted to add. Uh, yeah, I feel like I like. Didn't he ask his nifflers to do? Maybe he, you need nifflers to to perform that combination of powder and spell. And was it like I feel they were tracking? Like, I feel like they were doing something. So they maybe were tracking you do Tina. need them. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like like I I don't know if he if he it was the feather or what it was, but like mm. there was something like uh, his his niffler finds the where, where the where feather. Tina, yes. Yeah, where Tina and where Tina stands. And is right. rolling around in that spot like, oh, I found it, you know. And right. you know, he runs over like, oh, good job, good job. That's really cool. Yeah, well, I, the, again, that's he's a tracker. And that's another thing, too, is that like he is, you think of like tracking animals throughout like Fantastic Beast and having that ability and everything. It's just really cool. He's, he's more than, I don't know, he's really earthy and he's really just, um, he's, he's just good. He's just all around a, a, a good, good guy, good character. And it's just yeah. a, a cool cool scene that he uses there magic and stuff so right uh yeah okay queenie popping into the french ministry yeah that's so cool that's one of my favorite things and i said it before about the fantastic beasts series is that we get to see a lot more of the wizarding world than just england and scotland but we get to see Paris, like for example the the french ministry of magic Mm -hmm. yeah and um yeah and then the lady speaks French to her. Queenie's like, uh, uh yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> That's kind of how I was in Germany. I was like, huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, then, and then we see that old lady in the ministry. And I'm like, what? She looks like, like 100% to me. She looked like Matilda Backshot or mm-hmm. Nagini, if you want, in the, um, oh, yeah. Deathly Hallows part yeah. one. Yeah. That's funny. Um, and and we find out that's really Abernathy. Yeah. In disguise. And again, they He's use a, that image of an old lady. Right, right. He's a dedicated follower. Oh, I yeah. mean, he does a lot. He's got that forked tongue now, and he's mm-hmm. uh, he's doing a lot for, for Grindelwald. He kind of reminds me almost of a worm tongue. Once I saw his tongue, I thought, uh, in a Lord of the Rings connection here. Oh, so okay. So Saruman has his understudy or his assistant, worm tongue. And it just, it seems like... This is 
the role that Abernathy is kind of trying to take with Grindelwald. Like, I'll do anything. I got it. I got you. Your yeah. guy. And he does really put him through a lot. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That All was right. funny. I always, I almost said, like, sweetie, his name is Wormtail. Wormtail, <laughs> yeah, because he is a lot like Wormtail. I know, but yeah, you you were referring to a different character, and I was yeah. like, sweetie, Lord of the Rings. Sorry, on. I had to make the Lord of the Rings reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So let's see. Yeah, Queenie. Now she she thinks she hears Jacob uh, talking. It's right. a sad moment, you know. Yeah, I feel bad because it's like okay. I mean, there's also a realization that he came for me. He came looking for me, even though I was trying to find my sister, Tina. Uh, and, and yeah, so she's running into the rain, trying to find him. And then boom, as you have here, runs right into Grindelwald's followers. And he lays these, um, seeds of doubt and questioning and just, just all sorts of stuff. He, he, he kind of, uh, plants a seed that, uh, he's wanting to grow in, in Queenie's mind to bring her over to his cause, to his side. Yeah. So, yeah. And the one thing he does say a lot of times is that they... The, he wants Credence and Queenie and other people to come to him willingly, right? Yeah. He also does something that, that Voldemort says as well. Mm-hmm. You're not, he's not going to unnecessarily sacrifice other wizards and wizarding blood and stuff like that. Like, they'll learn in time. They'll come mm-hmm. along. Yeah. Um, he finds that to be precious. And, yeah, and it's all about manipulating yeah. people and having the big plan. And, you know, right. they're all, they're just his puppets, basically. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So... All right, now on to a really interesting character. You ready? Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. what's going on? Whoa. Is that Hagrid? Is that Hagrid? <laughs> is Hagrid? Is Hagrid in this? Now, he does like Fantastic Beasts. Uh, so that would be whoa. a surprise. Wow. Oh, there he goes. Good gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Jay-Z, cow. You know, I used to joke that I, that I, I owned a, a motorcycle back in the day. And I always joked about it because <laughs> my mom would never let me. Like, I, I sat on one, one time, and then she was like, that's it. That's enough. Or, you know, I'm just not uh, coordinated enough to, to ride one. Although, his has the side hub, you know, the side seat or whatever. True. And I think it's a little safer if you have that for balancing and stuff, you know? I yeah. feel like you're almost in a, in a, in a tripod situation or a tricycle right. situation. So uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely try that out uh, this weekend, sweetie. We will. That's right. We'll be on his motorcycle ride uh, down at Universal. That's right. I'm so excited. I know. It's going to be it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, uh but yeah, back to Irma Dugard? Is, oh yeah. I mean, is this who this who Irma? Irma Dugard. Well, shout out to Irma. Again, another elderly lady, and she seems to be like truly the um servant of Credence's mother. At least she took credence to uh, Mary Lou Bearborn. Bearborn. Barebones. Barebone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she had all the, you know, adopt or it. Her name was on the adoption papers. Right. Right. Um. So, credence thought um she must have been his mother, but turns out she was just a, a servant. And Nagini is with him, so credence and Nagini go to see Irma. But then Grimson shows up, apparently working for the ministry to, to track down Credence. Um, but he ends up killing Irma instead of Credence because he really works for Grindelwald. And that's Grindelwald's plan now that Irma's dead. That was his the last chance to find out, really, 
to talk to someone and find out who his mother is. Uh, and Credence gets really mad and his Obscurus breaks free. And I think it was pretty, pretty interesting that Grimson just, he was, he had a, he didn't have a hard time to defend himself from, from the, the Obscurus. She, he seemed pretty chill and it's like, okay, I'm out of yeah, here. Yeah, actually, which, which kind of showed he's a pretty strong yes. individual, actually. Because obs- the Obscurus is basically the weapon that, um, Grindelwald plans to use against Dumbledore. Right. And he's right. like, I feel like Grindelwald just wants to fine tune Credence a little bit and give him yeah. give him some more oh, room yeah, for definitely. something because and also I, that guy is no is no slouch. He he is definitely a guy who is a big deal and seems to be one of like Grindelwald's secret guys who's way up in his order. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like well, way up way way up in the ranks. Yeah. Because he definitely he definitely held his own and I thought that was I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So. Yep, and now Credence is mad and he will seek out Grindelwald mm-hmm. um, yeah in the yeah. next part but the last scene we're going to talk about in this epi- episode is uh, Newt and Jacob are trying to find Kama mm-hmm. um, yep use of Kama right yeah. because he uh, he was with Tina last the last time mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. she was seen and we were wondering right before they meet they track him down the feather is react- reacting to him um, and he's in the bathroom and he puts like eye drops in his eye, and we were like, "What? What is that?" But it seems like it was really just a parasite in his eye. Nothing that really uh, contributes to the plot here, right? Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, hey, can I just? Sorry to, to switch gears mm-hmm. here. Be careful on the Harry Potter dot fandom dot com website friends why it does say at least some content in this article is derived from information featured in the fantastic beast secrets of dumbledore oh so i just went to credence barebones page his his just normal page right oh no thinking i'd only have information up to they're a certain... not spoiler free oh they're not spoiler free what at did you all read? i just read the absolute end of the movie spoiler i am shocked no way. I, I cannot believe I just because I, I misread. Well, maybe not exactly, but there's definitely <gasps> something going on. There's a big, big deal here. Like you're I'm actually great. I'm actually very glad this is happening I'm because I'm right getting my, my honest reaction to something I just read. <laughs> oh, and no. like I'm sweating again because I am so shook by what i'm by what i'm reading here um wow it makes me reconsider the theory we're going to do at the end of this uh at, at the end of this episode i, I was talking about the the tyke the, the prophecies of, of tycho dodonis and we were going to get to that at the end but we'll switch gears here anyways that's my you see it if you check out the youtube uh, you'll see my reaction to me basically just reading one of the biggest spoilers for secrets of dumb that was unintentional very unintentional. I did not expect to do that. So fair warning to everybody out there. Again, we're only two days away, and it's been released internationally. The, the problem is, and they do market a spoiler. I just didn't. You know, there's a lot of ads on the page, and you think that's oh, just you an didn't ad. See it, yeah. It's just an ad, and you just roll right past it very quickly because it's a box, and you don't notice it. But you got to look for those things, and that's on me. So not on them. That's on me. Um, but because uh, I was doing some searching and 
definitely just read a huge spoiler. Let me just say this. It's got me grinning, and it's got me nodding my head going, all right, let's go. <laughs> so then I'll give you that. It's got me pumped up, which is cool. So Now, yeah, now I'm even more yeah. excited for the movie, and I want to go right now and see it. Yeah, and I'm not going to give any <laughs> hints at all because I am blown away. But do you feel bad now that you know No, that? I do not. I'm wondering how it all works out. I have no idea. I have, I, you know, it's almost like you read the last sentence on, in, in the book, and you're like, like if you were reading the, the main series and you read like mm-hmm. 19 years later or something about that, you'd be like, how? What? We flashed, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like you have to be kind of careful and, and mm-hmm. it's, there's no context to it. You have no idea how we got to that point or if it's what the whole deal is, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll just say that. All right. Uh, there's, sorry, sweetie. That just happened live on the show. <laughs> and I just figured we record it. No, I mean, I'm so. glad I did not read it because <laughs> I want that <sighs> suspense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So, yeah. What else? What else do we have there? What were we? We were, we were finishing up the. Oh, they rescue Tina. Right, and we were wondering about the eye drops that, comma. Yeah, puts yeah, yeah. in his eye, and why do they show that? Is I, it just I, a parasite, really? Yeah, or? I can't remember what Newt says. It's coming up. I think he does talk about the parasite because they they eventually pull it out, and then mm. in, in part two, and they talk about it. I think he got it down in those sewers. And I don't think he realized he had it. And that was something I don't know if Newt caught on to it or knew he had it or what the deal mm-hmm. was. But I think that's sort of implied or we're supposed to infer that, I think. So, okay. yeah, it's one of those things like that. It was eventually going to take him like it was eventually going to cause some issues. So he's got that parasite. Oh, and out. they helped him. And that's why he helped them. Uh, no. no, it's just the right thing to do. Just no, to help he him. just collapsed. He collapses and they oh. take him with him to. Okay. The secret, yeah, makes the sense. House. So that's what happens. Yeah, comma. So he, um, they're trapped, um, with Tina, because comma is a bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of. Well, he's he's his hands are tied. He's gonna die, or they're gonna die. And he's right. Like, right. I'm not gonna die. <laughs> and then he collapses because of that parasite. Yeah. And that gives them the chance to escape. Okay, makes sense yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what we're exactly where we left off, or we where mm-hmm. we're going to leave off today. That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay, um, I do want to do. I'll just I'll go ahead and do it real quick, even though I don't know if it. Uh, and I feel like I a fraud now, even even doing this theory. But one that I thought of. So well, Tycho, just, just let us know what's in the prophecy because yeah, you got to yeah, explain how d- that was mentioned in the movie. Uh, was the that predictions of Tycho Dodonis is mentioned right right yeah and so so it says they're asking one another um have you have you heard of the 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 tycho dodonis uh prophecy and it's a book that's published sometime before 1927 and it's believed by the wizarding world that it pertains to credence um barebone and this because again he got world fame because he almost destroyed new york now he's running around the streets of paris right so everyone knows about this character and the lore out there is that he is possibly the subject of one of Tycho Dodonis's prophecies. Yeah. Uh, and so what this whole movie is about, a son cruelly banished, despair of the daughter, return great avenger with wings from the water. And people have talked a lot about, you know, with the wings from the water, they've talked about, um, you know, maybe like, like a... Uh, yeah. They've talked about him being his connection to a phoenix and things like mm-hmm. that. And just, just like who is 
uh, Credence Barebone. Yeah. Who is Credence Barebone? Like, is he a Dumbledore? Uh, is he a Goldstein? Is he a Lestrange, right? Is he, is he Corvus Lestrange? Those are all the questions that everyone's asking. We've got different people coming with different motives. So you've got the whole Tina plot. She's coming to, to rescue him or to save him. Uh, you've got Yusuf Kama thinking that this is Corvus's uh, son and that he's going to kill him because he, he swore an unbreakable vow to kill him. You find out that it's not actually Corvus's son and Lita yeah. accidentally let her brother drown just because she swapped babies and, and mm-hmm. didn't realize that. And so then there's this whole piece. We had this whole theory that she is possible or that he is possibly Tina's brother. Uh, and that maybe, you know, Tina and Queenie don't quite look alike. Uh, Tina's mother looks a lot like Queenie, uh, the Goldstein connection. And just maybe Tina was adopted as well and was coming over uh, with Corvus, there's a bunch of theories out there about that connection, and there's the salamander that's above um, that that's above uh, Credence, right? In the promotional mm-hmm. stuff in this movie, so you had Credence, and then you had Nagini, and above right. Nagini is a snake, and above uh, Credence is a salamander. And what does Newt say about Tina? She has eyes like a salamander. Yep. And you're like, okay, well, there must be a strong connection between him, mm-hmm. between Credence and Tina. And what is that connection? And so in the, in the predictions of Tycho Dodonis, so if you want to go down this route that uh, Tina is really his sister, you have a son cruelly banished, despair of the daughter. And I just thought, and replace daughter. So everyone says that that's, that that's Lita Lestrange, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it says, return great Avenger with wings from the water. This is a prophecy. They're trying to take a prophecy and apply it to a person. And they said, the despair of the daughter is Lita. And they said, a son cruelly banished was Corvus. But that's not necessarily true. Like when you, when you read it more, uh, Corvus sends his son away. He, he doesn't necessarily banish him. He just sends mm-hmm. him away for protection mm-hmm. because Yuf- y- Yusuf Kama was the Avenger, right? Uh, return great Avenger with wings from the water. It's a mislead in some way. We don't know exactly what it means. We know that it was wrongly interpreted in this film. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to make comparisons to it in later films and say, okay, who else could be that daughter? Who else is the son that's cruelly banished who is the great avenger uh with wings from the water you can look forward to the next film and say is that something to do with tina the despair of the daughter is that having something to do with um ariana right so ariana dumbledore right despair of the daughter a son cruelly banished who who, you have two sons you have aberforth and Mm. you've got dumbledore Mm -hmm. um return great avenger does somebody come back and avenge what happens to, you know, Ariana uh, with wings from the water? I'm just looking at different ways to kind of interpret it. And so I kind of wanted to throw out the the topic of the Tycho Dodonis predictions and okay. say, what do you guys think? You know, is, is there another way to kind of look at it? So the Wizarding World learn that um, of this prophecy and then Credence and they attached this prophecy to the Lestrange family and all the drama that goes on between Yusuf and Corvus and his, him vowing to, to kill Corvus because he imperious cursed his mother. You know, I mean, Yusuf Kama is the half-brother to Lita, right? So, Oh, he, I thought he was just making that up to, to mislead Tina. 
No, it's true. Oh, okay. That's true, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so that's something we'll get into the second half. So Yusuf Kama, the last of his own pure blood line, had sworn an unbreakable vow to his dying father to kill Corvus Lestrange and believe himself to be the great Avenger. So he believes that he's the great Avenger in that prophecy and that the despair of the daughter mm-hmm. is Leda because yes. he, he initially wants to attack that which Corvus loves most and he thinks it's Leda. And mm-hmm. he goes after Leda. It's not Leda. Lita was 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 not um, what was not what Corvus wanted. He wanted a son to carry on his name and everything, right? So it's it's one of those things. So it's all jacked up and it's kind of misinterpreted. And I yeah. thought, how do you take something that happened in this film, a breadcrumb that was laid here, and attach it to the next film? Like, is it going to be fulfilled mm-hmm. with the Dumbledore family, a son cruelly banished, despair of the daughter, return great Avenger with wings from the water? Like, I think there's a lot of ways you can look at the Dumbledore, the secrets of Dumbledore, and say maybe that's a prophecy mm-hmm. that ties into them a bit more. I don't know. Because it really doesn't come to any, it's not necessarily, you know, true, is it? I yeah. mean, it's like a son is cruelly banished. I don't think he really, he's, he's, he's sent away. The despair of the daughter, the return of the great Avenger. I mean, it doesn't really finish itself. It doesn't no. really say what it's going to do or what it pertains to. It's, or, very, or, it's very vague and unfinished, yeah. sort of. So hmm. they almost call it more poetry than it is yeah. necessarily a prediction. So, but now he didn't really want to talk about it because it doesn't really tie into the next movie. No, I don't know exactly. I don't really. It actually might. I just, I just mm-hmm. don't really. I just don't really know. So my whole thought was that you could swap out the different, um, you know, people in that and say mm-hmm. who is the son? Who is there a son? Is there another son that was cruelly banished in a despair of another daughter? Uh, that we haven't yet come across, and is there a return of another great Avenger from, uh, with wings from the water? And I just wings from the water. Yeah, because that doesn't make that doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how that's attached to use of common. If I'm missing something, uh, definitely let me know. But it well, d- doesn't it, seem to be a little bit. It's I don't know if it's Credence and Tina, and then Newt, who is you know, the Lord of the Beasts, if you will. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. he has a creature with wings of the water. Who knows? But also, yeah. it's about Dumbledore. The next movie. I don't this know. is what this is what the Harry Potter uh, dot fandom dot com says. So this prophecy was proven to not be about the Lestrange family when Lita Lestrange revealed her darkest secret while on a ship to the United States. She grew angry at the baby at her baby brother's constant crying and switched him to for a quieter baby. Uh, revealed to be Credence. Before she could reveal what happened, the ship began to sink and was evacuated, leaving Corvus to tragically drown, something which haunted Lita for the rest of her life. So, you know, it's, again, it could be about them, but there's no follow-up on this. He thinks yeah. he's going to come back and avenge his mother in in some way and fulfill this unbreakable mm-hmm. vow that he made to his father, and it's unfunfillable. Okay. He can't do it. Because so you think it might be more connected to the Dumbledore? I think that, I think okay. it's it's they've misinterpreted mm-hmm. like who to associate it to, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. You guys can leave us a comment. Send us send us your thoughts about it. I just think the I predictions want, of Tycho Dodonis is interesting. I just want Newt to be important. So. <laughs> Me too. I know. <laughs> I hope he's uh yeah. He's I know. Gonna be saving the day. Me too. I think he will. All righty. Um, that's it on our rewatch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of um, part one of the crimes of Grindelwald and I want to give you the advice of the day let's go sweetie and I am trying I don't know if you guys picked up on that or not but I'm kind of trying to connect it to the quote that I use for the day 
So that was we have a very different idea of what disgraces the name of wizards. And it's about picking sides and or knowing your values. Um, and the advice of the day is a little bit like Nude, you know, don't be a little bit like Nude and don't pick sides too quickly mm-hmm. and definitely not based on greed, like yeah. for money, for fame, for power. Right. Right. But more importantly, do what is right and what resonates with your core values. Um, it's almost like what you always say about work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of like if you do what is right every day and you do do it the best way you can, you have nothing to fear, right? Yeah, it is. It's the great comfort that you can have, that you can give to yourself, is to go at everything. And it's hard. To do the right thing is not always easy. It's really not, but you're con- it's just like when you don't want to tell on someone or you're worried about, you know, if your best friend does something wrong and you're like, I, what do I do? Do I keep this a secret? But you know, it's hurting other people or whatever. We tell kids all the time, say it, say, say, say what's right. Speaking up like Neville gets that point in, in book one, uh, for, for standing up to his friends. One of the hardest things that you can do is to tell your loved one or someone else like, what's up T- tell them what's going on because it's hard and you love them. You care for them. And sometimes we want to like gloss over it and overlook it or whatever, but you got to do what's right. And yeah. you got to do the, the right thing every day. And if you do the wrong thing, pick, pick back up. Don't just keep doing the wrong thing. You're allowed to recognize and realize and say, okay, it's time to change. Once the self-recognition comes in and you say, all right, yeah, I messed up there. The, the best thing you can do is apologize, forgive yourself and oh, move yeah. on. That's all you can do. Yeah. No one is perfect. No one does uh, every, everything perfectly, but striving to is, I think a great thing and striving to do the right thing every day and to go at, uh, to approach the day with that attitude and just to, to do the best that you can is where it's at. And right. you really, you have so much less fear and anxiety when you do that. Cause you know yeah. that you did the right thing. You may even be facing a group of people that are kind of like mad at you because you outed somebody or you did something or you had to whatever but you know it's right and and they know it's right too you know and right. it may take time for people to realize that but if you just keep doing the right thing every day over time people just realize that's who you are that's the life you walk that that's what you're about and i think that's a good thing so just kind of kind of have to remember it's not just that one moment that we're judged for or whatever it's it's no. a whole lifetime oh yeah that we're looking at you know yeah. so it almost connects to the dumbledore saying it's our choices harry that show what we truly are far more than our abilities so it's Mm -hmm. it's the choices you get to choose every day who you want to be and you know the um the the choices you want to make yeah um and even like the malfoys not as i don't know we don't really learn much about lucy's malfoy but draco yeah he becomes a better person along the way and his he was a death eater at one point yep um he was ready to not really ready but he was supposed to kill dumbledore yeah yeah so he was in a crazy in a a crazy position and that's the thing some people are in really difficult situations and it's hard yeah to make the right decision and sometimes it's it's like sometimes it's easy to do the right thing it it, like just because of of what the circumstance or whatever it Mm -hmm. might be and for other people it might be more difficult because of the pressures they're facing and and we don't know that's the thing we got to be more considerate about where where everyone's coming from because we don't know exactly what their struggles are what they're trying to accomplish or what they're dealing with and so 
Um, that's why I always say we got to have more grace for one another. We have to have more compassion and be right. just more considerate overall right. and, and stuff. So That doesn't mean we have to justify people's actions, but at least no. try to understand them. Understand and also help them if you can. Right. If there's a way to help them see what they did was wrong or, or to help them get out of that or, or move on in, in yeah. a positive way, that's, that's what we want to do. So, yeah. Let's go. Let's go, <laughs> sweetie. Let's go. I love the advice of the day. It's a great kind of way to, to end the show. Um, friends, this was fun. So we, again, yeah, you guys get to see my, my uh, if you if you looked at the YouTube video version, it will be up. Go check that out. I'll try to pull out the, the theory from last week and then even this week's just discussion so you guys can leave comments on the Tycho stuff and the uh, Credence Goldstein thought and theory. You know, leave us a comment there. And uh, yeah, just get kind of get ready if you want to watch again with us. We're going to be in, well, Lottie's going to tell you guys here in a second where we're going to be this weekend, but uh, we'll be coming back with, with part two soon. And I can't wait. This is fun. Doing, doing the rewatch has just been a lot of fun. So friends, with that, that is all for this week. Thanks for turning, tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio 94.7 COZY. We hope you'll join us in the future. We thoroughly do enjoy meeting new positive Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling band of baboons. If you don't want to miss next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and follow us on social media at Fleur and Bill. Right. Next time we will be recording part two of the crimes of Grindelwald from Orlando, Florida, because we're going to Universal on Thursday. Yay. <laughs> uh, so if you want to see pictures and videos of our trip, make sure to follow us. Like you said on Instagram, like, like Bill. Oh, yeah. Like Bill said <laughs> on Instagram yeah, like at Fleur and Bill just one word Fleur and Bill uh, yeah that's it for this week thanks for joining Fleur and Bill in their cozy shell cottage we know it's not much but it's home No, though. You read th- something. Does that debunk our whole theory about credence and Knox.